Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's a little cutie podcast. It's not too long, but today we got a special episode. Uh, I know I've probably been, uh, been telling you guys about this. We're, uh, we're going to have some guests on here. You know, I finally uh, finally did it. Finally got a first guest on the uh, little cutie podcast here, you know, so like, uh, you know, in like 10 more years when I'm super fucking famous and I got like the Netflix special and shit, you guys are going to be looking back <laughs> on this episode and you're like, oh my God, that was his first guest. Oh my God, that guy. That, oh my God, you know, you're not going to believe it. So anyway, my guest today is... Uh, is uh, Mikey Gordon? I've uh, I've I've talked about him before on the podcast. Of course, if you're uh, if you're an avid listener, you've uh, you've heard of him. Um, he uh, he does wrestling shows. Um, he uh, he slams himself against uh, a thousand tacks, uh, and then uh, you know he wrestles some more while they're inside of his body. You know so. Uh, yeah. Hey. Hey, Mikey. How you doing? What's up, dude? Uh, what's the name of the co- the podcast? The Cutie Pie. Oh yeah, this is called the Little Cutie Podcast. The, the Little one. Cutie. Yeah. The Little Cutie. Yeah. Is it like C U T I E or does the letters Q T? Uh, C U T I E. Okay. C U T I E. Yeah. So that that's you. You're the cutie. Uh, no, no. It's uh, it's it's due to the length of the podcast. You know, it's it's meant to be oh. short. You know, it's not it's not too long. It's just like a little it's just like a little cutie one. So know? it's a, okay. It's like uh, it's that's what I'm gonna call my genital area. <laughs> The little cutie rodcast, yeah, <laughs> right there. But yeah, hey man, thanks for having me on. You know, I'm uh, I've been a professional wrestler for 20 years. I've been a stand-up comedian, um, full full time for like the last six years, and I do a lot of uh, anything that I can do to not have a real job. I work really hard to not have to work. Um, that's always been my model in life, and. You know, I know that we know each other from from comedy. And I know that you you come to some of the live wrestling shows, and you know, um, I, I I try to look at like what can I do to make the world a better place. And you know, I'm not big time smart. I'm big time dumb. So you know, I know I can bring smiles to people's faces. So that you know, that, that's kind of what I like to do. Uh, big projects coming up uh, here in the next few months, and you know, that's why I hit you up. I was like, hey man, I know you do a podcast, and anybody that I know that does podcasts. I was trying to get my message out to show people that, you know, like, I love to have fun. I love to have a good time. Almost every day of the week that I'm not on lockdown, we, uh, I'm either producing or performing on one show or multiple shows. Stand-up comedy, music, wrestling has been my entire life. Yeah, you know, I've been to those shows and they're, they're, they're fucking something else, man. You know, it's, it's like, uh, when I, when I was watching, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know, it's not just, not just, uh, the performances, from uh, all the wrestlers, but the but the crowds themselves, you know, everyone was just uh, like living in this moment of uh, uh, of watching this play, you know. That well, see that that's that okay. So I've been a pro wrestler for twenty years. I've been producing live shows for thirteen. I've been a fan all my life, um, and being somebody that produces shows uh, once. You know, like, once you start producing shows, you work out all your kinks, you do all your fuck-ups, you know, like, you make all your mistakes, and then you learn from those mistakes. But one thing that I learned about producing shows, and really I learned it from performing shows, is that no matter what show you're at, no matter what performance art you're performing, you always have to perform for the audience. You know, um, and what I mean by that is, like, you know, you have your set of comedy, right? Well, uh... Let's focus this back on what 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 I'm saying though. But uh, my my comedy, <clears throat> I you know if I have a ten or fifteen minute set, I have to. I've been doing comedy enough that I have that I'm able to recognize kind of what the crowd might be like, or if I listen to the show that's going on before I go up there, what the crowd is like, and catering my show to that crowd. You know, for instance, if I'm doing a fucking all ages show for a family birthday party, 
I'm not going to go out there talking about dick jokes and pussy jokes, you know. Uh, at the same time, if I'm at a fucking bar uh, where we're doing like some sort of a showcase where people aren't paying attention totally, you have to do shit to get their attention, you know. But if you're doing a show at a comedy club, everybody know, pretty much knows they're coming to a comedy show. They're sit down, facing the stage, they're engaged, they're set up there to enjoy the show. All three of those that I just said are all, yeah, they're all comedy shows. But I'm going to give a different set, different jokes, different material, and a different energy to each audience because... As an entertainer, it's my job to please the audience. It's not their job to listen to what I'm saying. Never is it like that. You know, because so many performers get caught up in this, oh, well, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing, and, and that's fine, especially when you're newer, because you, you don't even fucking know what you're doing yet. You got to figure out what you're doing and what works for you. You know, and when I first started doing comedy, I put sunglasses on and thought I was Mitch Hedberg. You know, but that was six years. You know, that was six think, years ago. I think, I think everybody did. You know, of course, every, right? You know what I'm saying? But you you have to figure out that that doesn't work for you because you you come into being an entertainer, whatever form or, you know that it is. You come in and you have this idea of what you think it is, but then over time, you unless you have your eyes closed and your ears shut, you you start to figure out what being an entertainer is. It's not about you. It's not about sucking your own dick. It's not about showing the world how entertaining you are. It's about showing the audience that you can entertain them. Because yeah. they, they yeah. are they're taking their time and their 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 life and they're like, hey, I got all this shit. I gotta go to work. I gotta listen to this fucking asshole at my job. I gotta fucking, you know, tend to this bitch wife that I hate and these fucking kids that I should have pulled out and never had, you know. But then they get to come to be entertained and it's like, all right, I'm checking out, fucking entertain me, you know? Yeah, I try. I try not to uh, waste people's time. You know, that's uh, that's that's my philosophy when they come to see a comedy show. Is I, I, More than that, we well, don't waste your own either. They're, right? they're, you know? they're giving me their time, so I want to I want to put the work in, you know, to uh, to to show them a good time. You know, I do. It takes it takes so long. I, I when I say I've been doing comedy six years, what I mean by that is I've been on stage six to twelve times a week, every week for for six years. Okay, I started doing comedy 10 years ago. The first time I was on stage was July of 2010. Um, and then I did maybe two times a week for a while. Um, I was I did comedy songs. Uh, in that time, I, I toured with Afro Man, you know, Afro, because I got high. That guy, because I got high. I, see. I was his opening act and tour manager for like two and a half years in the middle of that. So I did comedy music, and it was, you know, it was me out on the road doing that. Whenever me and my cousin quit doing that in 2014, I was like, fuck this. I can't rely on having a comedy partner, so I'm just going to do straight stand-up. So, for the last six years, except for this last, you know, two months, I've been on stage six to 12 times every fucking week. I see, I see. Um, you know, and, I, and I, still, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, I, I still don't, I still can't go up there and have a great set every time. I mean, it is a good set, mostly, but it, it, ta it takes so many reps to even... Yeah, I feel after every set, I was, I was almost, almost a hundred percent of the time felt like I could have done better. I'm, if you don't feel like every time, uh, you get off stage that you could have done better, then well, you're doing it wrong. You know, there's certain jokes, or there's certain jokes that I felt, you know, I felt like I did really good, but then there was maybe a couple jokes that I knew I could have done better. You know, it's like For sure. the, the set as a whole. You know, it's like. Um, well, it, it, here's the hard thing too. You know, people are like, I love to see new comics come in. That, like, they're the funny guy in their friend group. Because those motherfuckers quit within a month, for sure. Right? Yeah. Because they go in, they hang out with their friends. Their friends are like, oh, you're funny. You should do stand-up comedy. And like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be fucking Richard Pryor. Fucking, you know, George Carlin. And then they go to their first open mic. They got to sit around for four hours 
to do five minutes of jokes or three minutes of jokes in front of nobody but the last three comics that are there and they get no laughs and then they're like you know what uh fuck this after three or four times they're like yeah. fuck this yeah. i'm wasting all this time to do jokes in front of nobody and uh but th- those are those are my favorite people that, that start comedy as the people that are like oh i'm gonna go out here and be famous in a year you know it's just it, that's just it's just impossible it's impossible yeah it's impossible you have to put so much time and effort into it for fucking nothing. For fucking nothing, you know. Like I, I can't, I can't tell you the no money that I've made in six years doing comedy. You know. Yeah, so far I've made negative eight hundred dollars. No, that's it. You're only at eight hundred dollars. You know. Um, you can look at it, though too, like so, like if you're a doctor, because realistically. What what do a lot of people get into comedy for? Because they think they're gonna make doctor money. You know, to they get that fucking checks, dude. Yeah, right. To get the checks. So a doctor's got to pay a couple hundred thousand dollars to go to doctor school, right? You know, to get that doctorate. But if you know, if you're only eight hundred dollars in, you got thousands of more to go for. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, you ever want you ever want to be you ever want to be a doctor and just like uh, do brain surgery on people and like cut out cancer and stuff? You ever you ever want to do that? I mean, I did when I was little because my I'm I'm you know I'm half Jewish and my mom's a full Jew, so she was like, "You're you want to be a doctor, right? Doctor or lawyer?" And I was like, "Yeah, mom, if that's what, so, you say I want to be a doctor or lawyer." So what happened to med school? Didn't uh... my dad gambled it away? <laughs> I see, I see. Oopsies, oopsies. My dad's a degenerate. The only thing my dad ever taught me to do was. How to fucking win one out of ten times on horse races? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be lucky. That's yeah. why. That's why you got to bet ten times every time. You know. So. That, well, I mean, you know, you, you know, a fucking broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, gambling is a uh, serious addiction. You know, I, think, I feel like uh, society, everyone's uh, addicted to a lot of different things. You know. Yeah, everybody gambles though. I mean, you're gambling with your time and your life to fucking try to do comedy. I mean, it's not like you're risking your life, but I mean, you're you are investing time to get something out of it right you know yeah but that's um that's that's you know my hobby that's uh hobbies are things that you uh for sure you don't earn money on you know so um, well that's what's beautiful about comedy too because there's so many ways that you can enjoy yourself like you know like some comics do it just because they want to help out with their public speaking you know you know brandon pranowitz brandon pranowitz So Brennan Pranowitz is like a teacher or whatever. He started comedy to be able to write this book he was doing. And then he started getting good at it. So he was like, you know, hey. So, so sometimes people get into it. Um, like, I didn't get into comedy to be a comedian. I got into comedy because I was like, I'm a wrestler. I'm an entertainer. How are some other ways I can parlay my skills into not having a real job? You know, I've done some acting work. I've done some stunt work. I've done... You know, I was, I've been in a couple of music videos. I, I did a campaign for Snapchat. You know, all these things because I am a blanket entertainer. You know, like you just don't, like once I, I went all in with I'm going to be an entertainer. I was like, all right, well, I got to find other ways where I'm not jerking off on film to earn a living. You know, so <laughs> you ever do that? You ever uh, you ever do a little uh, little porn just for like 50 bucks? You no, know, just like no, no but no a one, lot of wrestlers. Have. No one no one will find out about it. You know? No, that no, brother. I mean, the internet exists. Everybody finds out about that shit. No, it's just it's for it's for a it's small group of rich Australians. <laughs> I do it not on film. <laughs> I do it live only. Uh, you got to put your f- cameras in like uh, like one of these little boxes when you walk in. You know, no no cameras. 
yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't ever want to do that either. You know, I, uh, I want to, I want to earn an honest living. You know, right. Uh, telling jokes would be good if I could do that. You know, that's why I just want to tell jokes. You know, I want to get really good at telling jokes, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. Let know? me ask you this: so, like, okay, I feel like most of the comics that I watch that have like Netflix specials and shit, like, generally, don't tell jokes. They tell stories. To tell, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, and that's what's that's what I found to be weird about comedy because when I started it, I felt like I like you got to get laughs, you got you got to know what you're how how funny you are and how people, you know, digest you. So I feel like to get funny, you got to tell jokes, but once you're doing longer sets, you're telling stories. Yeah, and that's, how that's guys, like the progression. That's how of they it. pump out these hours every year, because right. they're just they're just telling stories, you know. I uh, but there are, there are some comedians that do jokes, like uh, Jim Gaffigan. That guy does jokes. He and, does, uh, dude. The dude's got a lot of jokes. Jazzle Nick does jokes, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. But the, but there is like this divide, you know. There's there's comedians that do jokes, and there's comedians that tell stories, and it's sort of. Uh, I don't know which. Um, I feel like a lot of people. A lot of people try the storytelling method uh, now, and just uh... and you can't, you can't because here, here's here's my theory on that. I think people can tell stories, and it goes back to that funniest guy in your friends group thing. Like if people like you, they know you. They, you, gotta, they, you gotta wait till you're famous, and right? Then, and then you have the privilege of telling stories. Ab- right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Is that you know I can tell stories because you know like to my friends cuz they like me they 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 want to hear me tell funny stories and they know how I talk they know the way my inflections with my voice and all that shit whereas telling jokes to strangers is the hardest fucking thing ever because unlike with wrestling okay like you're not a wrestler right you see me wrestle and you're like hey what? I can't body slam a guy you know right or like with music when I watch somebody play guitar they're like I'm like oh dope I can't do that but for some reason with comedy so many times especially when you're an unknown piece of shit like I am Somebody sits in the audience and they go, I can be funnier than that fucking asshole. Like, fuck that guy. You know, like, like in no other form of art do I feel like people are like, ah, fuck that. I could do better than that. You know? Yeah. 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 Those shows are something else. I liked, uh, I liked the last time when I went there, you know, there was uh, these like different genres of uh, fighters, I would say, you know, there was different little cute little storylines. You know? Yeah. There was uh, Tales of Redemption. For sure. Know? For sure. You know? And, and that, I think, uh, that's the thing that I get the most enjoyment out of now. Like, I love performing, don't get me wrong. I think I'm, I'm decent at it, you know, especially when it comes to wrestling, because I've been doing it my whole life. But uh, the thing that I get the most enjoyment out of now is writing the storylines, because, you know, I, that's that my, girl, my fiance and I, that's what we do. We write the storylines, we come up with a lot of the characters, you know, we, we figure out who's getting booked and what, and to take a wrestler slash entertainer and, and, and make them better, you know, like show them things about themselves that they had no idea about, you know, or, or pushing their boundaries to make them a more well-rounded entertainer and to see the audience dig what we're doing, you know, like, like I don't want to suck my own dick or anything, but like m- most of the time when I, I go out, I kind of want to, you ever think about getting your ribs removed so you can suck a dick like Marilyn Manson? You know, he do, did that. Do you, you think Do you think it would be more like giving a blowjob or getting a blowjob, though? Because I, I think it would be more work than it would be fun. I think it would be both, you know? And if uh, if you're gay, you can you can just do that. You ever think about becoming asexual, you know? You just don't need anybody to just suck your own dick, you know? I, that, I think that'd be, that'd be an interesting... 
I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I do it. I think I do it just once to be like, oh, look, I'm sucking my own dick. But I really feel like it'd be, it'd be more like sucking a dick than getting your dick sucked. And then here's the big question. I think I'd feel really lonely. You know, <laughs> just be like, oh, I'm so alone. Oh God. You just complete the yeah. circle of life. It just starts here in your head, goes down your dick, and then comes right back up your head. It's just a circle of life. What? But here's the big question. Would you finish in your mouth? Yeah. Um, or would you come on your own face? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. You probably not what? I don't. You, I don't. You wouldn't come in your. You wouldn't come in your own mouth or come on your own face. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I'm uh, that uh, that dirty. I guess. It's the. Uh, I don't know which which is the appropriate word I'm searching for right now. But the only one I can think of is dirty. Yeah. And. Uh, so you wouldn't no, think, bust in your own mouth. I think. Well, I don't think I'd. I, would, I wouldn't really suck my own dick either. You know. Oh, you I'm, wouldn't. Okay. Not. You, I don't know. Max, you're jumping all around all over the place I'm thinking, now. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it right now. Yeah. Kind of... Wait, you haven't you haven't spent years of your life thinking okay, about okay, this? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Does anyone know is 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 cum sweet? Okay, if cum is sweet, okay, maybe I'll do it. You know, you know. I, but, I heard it depends on what you eat. You know, oh, I, I I do a carnivore diet, you know, so I'm uh, really um, if it's if if it's even in you know, a little sweet, you know, I'll, I'll taste it, you know, so so I mean, is it a little sweet? Do you know? I have no, I have no idea. I have never come in my own mouth. I have come in my own eye. I think your I think your eye could taste it though. It, it felt pretty good. Did it? I mean, it, it made it, it made it red for us. Did it make your vision any better? I, I could <laughs> I could see uh, all my past horrible sexual experiences. What if What if like the little spermies? You know, they like uh, interact with the DNA in your eyeball and they make it. They turn it into like a super eyeball, right? So I think that's how I can see the yeah. future now. Oh, yeah? I, I've been uh, I've been seeing the future now for a minute. So what do you, what do you see for the little cutie podcast? How uh, how big is it going to get? You know, is it going to is going to spread across the world? If you can see the future, you know, I I don't think my uh, my data sample is big enough for a prediction. But since I can see the future, let me go ahead and do this for you. It's going to be the biggest podcast in the world by a guy named Max. Oh yeah, probably yeah, yeah probably Max Manikoff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see that? You see the uh, Westworld? You've been watching that? I watched like the yeah. first two seasons, and then it got weird. Yeah, this one right now, it's about the fucking AI computer controlling the world. You know, controls everyone's life. You know, makes it chooses their destiny for them. Makes makes their choices for them. Yeah. You no, know? because they steal all our data. They stole all our Facebook data, and so they got all these profiles on us. You know, and the computer took over the stock market. Took over everybody's life. You don't have any free will. Yeah, that's what it's about, dude. I mean, that shit's real. How 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 close are we to that reality? I don't know. Pretty pretty soon here. Pretty soon here. You know, I don't know. I don't know about the kids of the future. You know? uh... the kids of the future are fucking being homeschooled by drunks right now. So <laughs> the kids of the future are gonna be fucking yeah, half shit. dipshit. Yeah, shit. I hate, I hate, I fucking hate talking about society right now. It just it just makes me angry. Like what's everything that's going on? You know. You swim around in the ocean in the in the bio. I, yesterday was the first day that the beaches were open, and I was in there uh, with my boogie board. Um, our surfboards got stolen a couple months ago, right from the side of my house, so uh, I haven't replaced that yet. But uh, yeah, I love getting in the water. Love staying active. You know, um, I lo- love working. Out. I I I can't I can't stress enough how much exercise like just change your total mental attitude. You know. 
Like just changes the way like everybody I so many people I know from back in the Midwest are on antidepressants or they're fucking fat and depressed or whatever the fuck or anti anxiety pills and shit. I'm like, look, if you just ate decent, drank water, and fucking exercise for like fifteen minutes a day, that's all you need to do any like just be mobile and stretch do some fucking stretch, do something. Like to for a positive mental attitude. Like, dude, that's it's what it's all about, you know? Like, I, I, I look back in the Midwest. Every time I go back in the Midwest, everybody gets is the fattest I've ever seen them. They get yeah. fatter and fatter and fatter every time. You know, people out here, I'm like, well, why is everybody in good shape out here? Well, it's nice weather. They go outside. They eat decent, you know, and drink fucking water. Can't stress that shit enough. Uh, yeah, well, I used to go to the, uh, the YMCA there, you know, when I was younger, when I was a little uh, rapscallion. And, um... <laughs> On the wall there, they had uh, they had uh, these these words printed. You know, it said body, mind, and spirit. You know, and uh, it's just uh, I think it's a reminder every day to uh, train your body, mind, and spirit. And I I, I interpret that as uh, you know your body is doing exercise, and your mind is like studying or improving, improving your mind. You know, you just gotta improve your body, mind, and spirit every day. You know, Are you trying to hit this still? And this is your spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. This is improving your spirit. A hundred percent. You know, like you, you have to. What did you say? Mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, your mind, body. You got to train your mind, body, and spirit every day. You know. With, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, like have like having a plan and having fucking step by step plans to you know accomplish your goals. You know, reassessing your goals all the time. I'm somebody that's very introspective. I'm really hard on myself, and I think that's helped. To, you know, like, like to, to, to reach my goals. You know, like, I'm one of those people that's always setting new goals. That's always trying to improve on the person that I was before. Because you can never compare yourself to other people. Like, somebody yeah. might have a bigger dick than me. But I probably, I might make more money than them. Or, yeah. you know, somebody's got yeah. a hotter, hotter girl than me. But, you know, like, like, they have shitty family life. You know, like, you can compare and contrast everything you want if you're looking at different people. But it, to truly... Um, understand where you're at and where you're going you can only compare yourself to yourself you know like not make the same mistakes you made yesterday to fucking you know um reassess yourself and don't get too down on yourself everybody makes mistakes and that's fine and i think that, that that that's something that people are scared to do people are scared to fail you know they don't want to take chances they go with the safe bet which is fine yeah, but you're never you're never going to advance anything in your entire life if you're scared to fucking take chances everybody fails i have failed so many more times than i succeeded in everything in my life tenfold and the way that that keeps me motivated is i'm like yeah you you can't figure out how to do it until you figure out how to do it you, you only fail when you quit you know and if you quit if you fucking try it you, you fail and you give up i mean then then you let it get the best of you but you know everybody holds the power and the intelligence to be able to overcome any obstacle as long as they fucking lay themselves out of plan and they're realistic about it, you know? You're not going to show up tomorrow and be the number one podcast on iTunes, but if you look at little goals and little ways to help fucking, you know, expand your audience and, you know, do shit like that, then then you're well on your way and you can only compare yourself to yourself, you know? Yeah, you know, I try to, try to improve every day. You, um... So when you were in the ocean the other day, did you or were you swimming around in the bio, in the bioluminescence? You see that on the news? It's uh, it's like little blue, these little blue organisms. You know, they're uh, they light up at night. You know, they're called the bioluminescence. Yeah, did you, uh, yeah. Did you I, swim around in that? Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, I'm sure I'm swimming around it. It's just not visible during the day. Oh, I was hoping maybe you could like rub it on your body a little bit, or just uh, you know, just like tell me how it how the bioluminescence feels. You know. 
Um, it, uh, I, I think I have 10 times more strength today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I woke up with Were a you, um, triple size my dick size. Did you <laughs> did you ingest any seawater? You know, you know what I don't understand? Is, I um, ingest a lot of seawater. If you need um, a plug, then I got a plug right here. Is uh, Oh, fuck, I didn't bring the plug. No. It's all right. We have, uh, we have 10 minutes left. Yeah. Oh, great. Perfect. Okay, yeah, so anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, people... They're worried about this fucking virus. People go to the beach and they're fucking putting seawater in their mouth, you know? You know how many fucking viruses and shit are, are in the seawater, you know? That's where we, 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 we put all our... I, I said this on a previous podcast. We put all our dumps in the ocean, you know? All of our sewers drain to the ocean. People people jump in that water. And they, and they put, the, they put their dump, the dumps in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking, uh, well, I think that's just part of the fucking thing of, you know, that, that herd immunity shit, you know? Like, I played in the mud as a kid. You know, like, I... Uh, <clears throat> You're you're not gonna get sick if you fucking toughen up your immune system by getting out there and being among the elements. I'm not saying to have somebody with corona fucking cough in your mouth, but you know, like you're not you're 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 gonna be more susceptible to that shit if you don't fucking toughen it up. I mean, it's the same as like if somebody punches me in the arm and I'm I'm a little pussy boy that never works out or you know anything, then then that fist is gonna go through me. But if I build up my fucking strength and build up my my, you know, my muscle mass, then that's not gonna hurt me as much, you know. It, so, fucking get out there and swallow some seawater every once in a while, you know? Inject some fucking meth into your veins. You know, I, I really get it. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that second one. I think that was maybe, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, not, that's not natural. You know, I believe in nature, you know? Nature, well, inject uh, fucking nature, nature mushrooms provides, into, your, you know? into your veins. I don't know if that can be taken intravenously. That might, uh, hey, man, with the will and a way, uh, anything is possible. <laughs> anything is fucking possible. Don't you ever forget that. Anything, is po- anything you get your mind to... I want to uh, I want to win a spelling bee. You ever want to you ever want to do that? Win a spelling bee. I was in the spelling bee every year from first to fifth grade. Oh yeah, did you win? No. Oh. I mean, I got like far, but like I never won. What was that like? What kind of words would they give you? You want to do a reenactment right now? I mean, if you want to give me some words to spell, I I'm I'm a decent speller. All right, let's spell. Uh... Get, get, don't give me no bullshit. <laughs> I mean, you want to okay. give me you want to give me some fucking fucked up word? Like okay, go for it. Let's spell. But I'm gonna ask you its definition and origin and shit. Let's like spell, a true spelling bee. Let's spell uh, February. Oh, F F E B R U A R Y. Oh, that's good. February. That's good. Come on, man. Give me something. Give me something hard. Couch. Get all right. Get out of here. C K A W C H. Couch. R. Uh, spell spell Washington because everybody in, from Missouri spells it says it Washington. I'm like, yo, where's the fucking R in the middle of that shit? Yeah, my grandfather had that uh, pronunciation. You know, it's um, it's a regional dialect, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They throw they throw I like to throw R's. Uh, like uh, my would, fiance says toilet. Would you would you say you have a uh, West Coast accent or would you say you have an uh, East Coast accent? People tell me people out here tell me I have an East Coast accent. Um, I don't hear it. A little bit. When you say that, when you say the word accent, I can hear a little bit. Accent, Chicago, yeah, Nevada. Like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little up there. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it's whatever. But like, I, I think it's subtle. I do a lot of traveling, so I try not to. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, think I sound like a fucking dipshit. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like um, like everybody with a southern accent does. I feel like I have a pretty strong California accent. By that, do you just mean like surfer bro? Because <laughs> mm. I agree with that. Well, I guess that's the that's the stereotype that influences the rest of the language. You know, it's all these, all these. I mean, every place has has different accents. It's not just America. You know, in every country, you know, 
all, all the different regions have their different accents, and it's just it's, sure. it's just a natural it's a natural biological process because new generations will start using new slang words, right? And hey, and since we're talking about language and dialect yeah. and shit, this is a I think this is a Bill Burr old joke. But do you notice that like, no matter where you're at, if you're gay, you sound the fucking same. <laughs> Like gay people sound the same in every fucking region, don't they? I mean, like whether there's there's no like there's not like New York gay versus like California gay. It's all the same. Hello, I don't know. You know? Um, I'm not trying to gay bash either by the by. I'm saying this. I'm just like, have you ever noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I would have to. Um, I'd have to think about that. And I'm in wrestling and I've been in acting and, and fucking modeling for a long time. I know a lot of gay people. And yeah. Let me tell you, that's pretty much a fact. <laughs> They're from from all around the world. Um, from I mean, all around the United States. I see. Well, yeah, I mean that makes sense because it could be a cultural pheno- cultural phenomenon, right? So, so basically, all all gay Americans have a certain uh, as- aspect, I guess you would call it, and um, you know, depending on. The- I don't know what it is, but it, I mean, it's re- it's real, it's real. Yeah. No matter where you're at, gay people have the same accent. It's the gay accent. Yeah, I wonder, uh, like in Asia, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think. They don't have gay people in Asia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't. They don't talk about I, over it. there. It's a choice, right? Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't talk about it over in Japan. No, and, I know. It's so silly. It's so silly. Like. <clears throat> to deny people who they are. And, you know, like, I, I don't like to get into all the pronouns and everything. Like, I call anybody whatever they want to be called. You just fucking tell me. Like, I've had, yeah. I've had friends that are, will you call you know, me, will you call me tonight? Will you call me later tonight? Oh, see, now that's slick. That's <laughs> slick. I think I'm gonna write that down in my list of pickup lines to never use to girls. <laughs> uh, right. But no, whatever you want me to call you, you know, fucking, I've had friends who've changed names. You know, I've got a friend who I originally thought was a, gay you know she thought she was a 